Hey, Jean. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So, Eugene, what do you think about the cannabis industry? I don't really know a lot about it. I mean, it seems like my relationship to it was weird because I always expected to be working in like labs and places that drug test and that they couldn't like do illegal drugs because you're sort of working on making other drugs. And now that it's all been legalized and my like opinion of it has changed from you can never do this thing to, well, you have a lot of asthma and like, it's not really a thing that you can participate in fully. <laughs> um, so I still have this like slight bias that I can't be like too part of that culture because, you know, coughing a lot for me isn't worth it. But like in my brain now, I think of it very much like alcohol where it's, this weird substance that society or the government or whoever it is, you know, wants to take control of masses of people, uh, they, they like worry about it. So it is like a substance that changes your like mindset a little bit like alcohol does. Mm -hmm. And I sort of grouped it in the same category, but I think that you can talk about like the safety of it or like the fun of it like the different like drunk or high feeling but like in general like I'm, I'm all for it i don't think that people should be like restricted from buying it responsibly and using it like as adults i don't think that like the regulations and the like the justice system did a very good job of like portraying what like pot is and like how it affects society in general. I think there were some like pretty bad takes by people that just like didn't, they weren't scientific takes. They were like opinions of people that have like expertise in other fields. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the opinions that people have are not based in like personal experience or they're based on like anecdotes as opposed to data and research and like thoughtful like time spent, like taking your time, getting a good opinion about it. But I think it's fine. I think it's an interesting thing to talk about now that it's being like sort of transitioned into a thing that's okay. So there's, there's that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I was always kind of against it, but um, recently had a, an epiphany, so to speak, came across a program that educates um, accountants to deal with um, um, the kind of being the CFO and uh, managing the tax uh, filings and compliance and things like that, because th that industry has a lot of regulation, not only from the licensing perspective, from the state perspective, but also because it's not legal on a federal level, which may be temporary. Um, it's, you know, it's also like there are strict boundaries where um, if you, let's say, and I didn't know this, but if you're a grower, for example, um, you know, commercial grower, not like, you know, six, whatever plants uh, for yourself, but like if you're a commercial grower um, and you're, you have to test your plants or whatever, your quality all the time. Um, and if you're, 
THC level, for example, gets to a certain point, you lose all deductions because you're going to be considered on the federal level illegal um, operation. So when it's an illegal operation, you don't get to deduct the business expenses, obviously. Okay. Um, so it's just interesting um, kind of how that industry works. I, Like I said, I was always avoiding that because it was never, you know, it was never legal kind of in New York um, and, you know, nearby states um, to the point where it was worth it. But now, you know, New Jersey has legalized not only medicinal, but also recreational. New York just legalized recreational license fees are, you know, to get a license to be a dispensary, for example, are huge. So it's not an easy thing to start. It's like the license alone is $200,000 or more to apply um, to get it. And then there's renewal fees every year. And in different states, they do different things in the sense that they try to regulate. Sometimes they, like, for example, in New Jersey, I think where we were reading up yesterday on it, um, they only decide, oh, we're going to issue 20 licenses for the state for dispensaries, but there's like five times the number of applications or actually more than that. And, um, um, so like I started looking into the program and actually purchased the educational, you know, training to, to, to learn more about the intricacies of accounting and tax reporting for, for that industry. And the person who kind of, is selling the training because he's been in the industry, you know, he's a CPA, he's been in the industry for many years and he's actually on the, you know, there's like a professional association for, for accountants, um, the AI, AICPA, American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. He's actually on the board for Canada, for the cannabis industry. So they do lobbying, they do, you know, all these different things like legal lobbying, like, you know, talking to the government saying, you know, we should do this or you should do that or whatever. And um, so they really kind of advocate for the industry. Um, and he says that um, he expects, just because there's already 40 states that made it medicinally legal, decriminalized it. Um, it's actually 36 states, 35 states plus D.C., plus the territories. Uh, so it's about 40 states um, that made it legal. And um, he expects the federal, on the federal level for it to be legal by the end of the year. So that opens up a lot of opportunity to either, you know, become a dispensary or uh, become a grower or um, become an accountant for the industry. Right. And like from a tech side, I'm hoping that a lot of these, you know, companies are going to do some interesting things to like innovate as opposed to what it was before where you had like people on the streets selling it. Or you have these dispensaries that are like super highly regulated because they're like medicinal purposes only. So having it be recreational allows you to like have a brand. So like I would be curious to see what the like the apple of pot would be of like, will there be some sort of like large corporation or maybe several corporations that sort of dominate the space? And will those companies be like tech companies that also like do weird data stuff and machine learning and like are they going to be a tech company that just happens to sell pot or like how many of those will there be because i'm sure there are already some that are doing it that have like you know a nice website some sort of nice uh 
I was thinking of like those subscription boxes that like, you know, help you prepare food or give you like a different variety of hot sauces every month. So I'm sure there could be like cannabis subscriptions. And that's, that's like an opportunity where someone can use, you know, data or whatever it is that their gimmick is going to be to sell people on like a different sort of experience. You don't just buy it from a random dude on the street. You, you know, you get tailor made, I don't know, box with a pretty bow on it or something delivered to your house. And then you try it and you fill out a survey, like like, like all the wine clubs. <laughs> and I'm surprised that there aren't like more of these wine clubs that are more dominant in the space. It seems like still people buy them at like liquor stores on a whim. But I, I think that there is obviously opportunity in this industry. And I think that it's a little weird that it's so highly like not even regulated. It's so highly like stigmatized, but that seems to go away with more and more people trying it and like realizing that it's really not a big deal. And that all, all of what you were taught in like school and stuff was like a little hyperbole. Like it it, it, it was too much. Like obviously, you know, be safe. You're doing like a, like a mind altering substance. Don't be dumb. Don't leave it out for your pets to eat. Like be a responsible person. But like I in, in in my brain it's in the same category as like alcohol or cigarettes or even driving it's like a thing that is I don't want to say dangerous but it's different and you need to like as as an individual sort of figure out how it affects you and how it affects people around you and I think it'll be a growing moment for a lot of people that were either super scared to try it and tried it and then they're like oh my god i had a bad experience without like doing any research like i don't know there's tons of blog posts about like what the experience is going to be and don't like go in blind like it it is like in america i feel like there's a lot of individualism and a lot of like individual responsibility and like i don't like i don't think that the government should hold your hand and tell you dosing instructions for a thing it's nice if there's like regulation and it helps people like be safe but having having too much is also bad so striking a balance is hard and i'm very happy again that this isn't my job that (laughs) i don't really want to be like making laws for like the masses of people but for myself personally like i have asthma i can't like smoke a lot i can't like participate in in the culture too much but i'm happy that some people are getting to and i'm happy to see businesses sort of innovate and like it's an exciting space to sort of like watch for me and yeah i have like no bad feelings about it i think that it's better than alcohol in terms of like cost effectiveness and the effects and like better side effects so um, I was kind of looking at from looking at it from an accounting perspective, kind of as a business. I mean, it's a business like any other, right? Um, there are liquor stores and um, and stuff like that, and um, kind of this industry becomes or became recently became more more like that. Like alcohol also causes problems. Alcohol causes you know you being dependent and uh, what's the word. Um, like inebriated 
Well, addicted. More like in the like, I feel like the real worry with like let's say substances isn't like addiction because you can get addicted to all sorts. Like I'm very addicted to caffeine, and it's it's fine. It doesn't like affect my life negatively in any way that I you know can perceive. And <laughs> yeah, I know. And <laughs> but the the immediate effect, like if you drink a bottle of wine, you are now in a different state where you can't like responsibly do stuff or like you can be like sick or not fully like aware. And you also need to remember that like, no matter what you do, you still are responsible for your actions. Like saying that you drank too much or you smoked too much is not an excuse for like doing something, you know, bad or mean, or like if you get into a fight with your spouse, cause you got too drunk, you're still responsible for like what happened. So I think there's a lot of personal responsibility and like, I think it's a personal choice as opposed to what the government sort of says that you can do. And like, if I had my way, which I'm not imposing on anyone because that's not what I'm here for. Like I would have like minimal restrictions on like, yeah, obviously make sure it's safe, make sure it's tested, make sure it's like, like all the food grade sort of like precautions. And also, since it is like a substance that's going to be controlled for a while, like, yeah, like liquor stores have special licenses. You can only buy it in certain spa- like the spaces. They have special, I'm assuming, some sort of like reporting structure that is different than like if I was selling like, I don't know, cheese. <laughs> so it's interesting from a, a business perspective, how the government and local governments and national governments and like all the different like municipalities that you're in sort of interact with it. And a lot of people want to like use legalization as a way to fund other programs. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. It, it's like a weird way to, to sell this idea to people, I guess, but I, I am excited to see what like companies do, what like entrepreneurs, what like sort of capitalists come in and that they're going to see a, like a niche or like an opening in the market. And I'm curious. You know, it's, it's interesting that, uh, to date, um, many businesses or many dispensaries, for example, and or growers, um, have been, mom and pop shops as opposed to large companies. Although yesterday when I was doing some research, um, well, actually my husband was doing research. Um, (laughs) he came across something, um, something about one of the large, um, nicotine companies, um, actually researching, um, and looking into potentially, um, having a product with cannabis, which is very interesting to me. So like most of these, you know, dispensaries and growers have been mom and pop shops, but large companies are certainly looking into it. The problem is that, um, it's, it's an expensive industry to get into, um, because of, because of its, um, heavy regulation and things like that, but it's also very lucrative. So I'm sure it's just a matter of time before, um, large companies start, um, getting into it. And the reason that I think they haven't been doing that is because it's still federally illegal which is a matter of time, I think. But I think that this, this next this next year, this next twelve months, is probably going to be the pivotal moment in in the industry. I think. 
I mean, mom and pop shops are like better able to adapt to like swings in regulation and laws. Where if you think of big companies that have like, you know, tens of thousands of employees and all that, like international organizations, they they really do need to worry about like national laws and federal laws, not just in America, but like everywhere that they do business. And I could definitely see a situation where like if they get into like Amazon, let's say, because, you know, we all use their delivery service. If they start like delivering pot in certain locations where it's legal, I can see them getting into, I can see them getting pushback from like a very conservative state or even like a very conservative other country where I don't know any countries that are like explicitly against pot, but let's imagine, you know, a country where Amazon is like making a lot of money. I don't know, like China maybe where like they have much less like personal freedoms and the company can get sanctioned sort of like how Google and Microsoft need to like have special like versions of their software in other countries. I think that the, the hurdle to do this needs to be like lowered because it's, it's like a really hard sell to make a little bit of money on like one location. If companies are focused on like the big national or global scale of things, it's not worth it to have a special exception for like a couple states where if you do this, the whole world will like blacklist you and say, no, like this company can't do business in our country where mom, mom and pop shops. Great. Like open up a store. If it doesn't work out, you close it. There's a bunch of them. There's competition. There's innovation. So I'm I'm looking forward to see like what the small business is. And then maybe one or two of those small mom and pop shops will transition into being bigger. You know, um, just to give you a little perspective, um, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but the mom and pop shops that are right now, you know, have one, two or more dispensaries, they make anywhere from 10 to 20 million a year. Yeah. But like sales doesn't mean that that's how no, much no, they like keep. Like no, profit. Yeah, I'm, I'm no sure. Like, like I'm happy for like certain businesses, but like I'm under no illusion that if I decided that this is the industry that I want to be in, if I want to be like a farmer or a dispensary or like, I don't know, I'm going to somehow imagine that I have half million dollars and just like open a business i wouldn't open like a pot business because like I, I like i'm not that into it i don't know but i think that it's fine for people to do it and i don't think that selling like individuals on look there's a lot of opportunity and you can make it work because other people made it work is like appealing just cuz someone did it like i'm happy for him I'm, I'm very excited for like what's happening but I don't think that I can replicate it. And even if I think I can, I don't really want to. So I think that people should get into business for like the right reasons. And I could very much see myself opening up like a coffee shop because I'm like, I'm into it where getting into business just for the money. I think there are easier ways of making money than like opening a dispensary. (laughs) Well, to each their own, um, but you know, being an accountant for many years, I've seen certainly you know different businesses and their costs and their profitability, and I've not, to be honest with you, I have not seen 
businesses as profitable as um, the cannabis industry and a couple of other ones um, that are highly profitable have a you know really really high bottom line. Um, so I think it's kind of that's why there's a lot of applications for the dispensaries and stuff like that because it's it's a very lucrative business and. Right now, the bigger companies haven't figured out how to get into it as much, or maybe they're figuring it out and and pursuing it. But it's certainly an industry to look into. And um, I think the trick there, at least from my professional opinion, has been um, to make sure that the compliance is all done by the book. Because, because of the industry in and of itself, it's very easy to cross the line if -hmm. you don't know what you're doing. And obviously not knowing the law does not, um, like stop the consequences. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. does not, yeah. does not relieve you from responsibility. So that's where I think if anyone's thinking about it, like that's where you have to really invest the money to have someone like, um, someone who's professional, who's knowledgeable and who has the tools to make sure that you, don't screw up um, that side of that side of things, but otherwise, I think that it's definitely um, an interesting industry to be in. I mean, we've been driving through Massachusetts a couple of months ago and um, stopped by a dispensary for you know for, um, for my dad, um, and I was amazed at how many different products can be made with with cannabis it's just it's insane it's like a little lemon um candy little sour candy like it's just unbelievable i was very impressed there's chocolate there's anything you can imagine and any flavor you want well yeah i mean it's just like food and any any food that anyone likes they're trying to appeal to there's like a netflix show about people cooking with like thc oil like there, <laughs> there's 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 like a lot of buzz around it which like I'm, I'm I'm happy for. There's like a lot of shows that I don't watch on, like all the services that tons and tons of other people are into. So, like I'm I'm excited. I'm thinking like as an engineer, would I work for like a larger tech pot company? And like instinctively, I'm like, yeah, of course. Like if the team is cool, if the job is cool, if the salary is great, like why not work in like an industry that's like up and coming? But on the other hand will I be able to get a job at like a larger conservative bank after working two years at a cannabis company? <laughs> maybe, maybe it could be fine. I don't know. Does it, does it matter? Maybe if I like, if, if like the values of the company are so different, maybe I'm not a good fit at a company that would like look down at me for working at a cannabis company, <laughs> but I haven't quite decided for myself if I can like make that move. And I don't, I also don't know of any of these companies. So if you, if you if you find one that's hiring engineers, you know, just let me know. But <laughs> I, I feel like it would be something that I'd need to think kind of not long and hard, but like it would be a risk or like a potential risk that I would be less employable after working for a company that has some sort of like controversy around it, especially in like the more conservative sectors of the world and the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Eugene, great conversation. I actually enjoyed this one um, a lot. <laughs> it's a hot industry, I think, and I think there is much more to it than you know we even see now. 
but I never thought that I would be the person who would be really advocating uh, for <laughs> for starting a dispensary, for example. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but it is an interest. Like it, it's a fun thing to watch. I think. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll see you next week. Yep, see you.